It's, no, it's, it's, it's the microphone. You, you talk right into yeah. it. It's like your favorite movies. Yeah, you brush your beard up right up against it. You rub it on there a little just bit. Just rub it. Just rub it. Yeah, yes. For the yes. So fuzzy. <laughs> so fuzzy. <laughs> Proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grit. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Brogan. Hi, Brogan. Hi. I'm Scott. Scott, I'm, you should talk louder. Man, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what happened there. I'm Scott. Uh, it just it didn't come out like it was supposed to. No, it didn't at all. Hi, Jeff. You want to say hi? Hey, it's Jeff. <laughs> it is Jeff. Whoa. It is Jeff. Yeah, he's loud, too. I got to fix all that. Oh, yes. Welcome to uh, our show. I don't know. I'm feeling a little tired today. I'm going to be perfectly uh, honest. You got a little, little green haze in your eyes? A lot of green haze in my eyes. And you got a weed hangover? Uh, I think so. I'm mostly a, food. A food hangover? Yeah. Food regrets. I had, like, not good food yesterday. What did you have? Chain restaurant stuff. Like what? Like uh, something that rhymes with Applebee's, which yeah. is fine, but also it was because... What I, did you get at Applebee's? Uh, the whiskey bacon burger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's bad for your digestive system. Oh, it's terrible for my digestive system, yeah. so I'm trying to be, like, cool today yeah. and not, like, do terrible things like fart. I had ghost pepper sauce from Red Robin on Friday. Why would you do that? Uh, Burn my wife ass. asked me that same question. Burn She's like, asshole. you know we have a car trip tomorrow, right? <laughs> I'm like, mm. In the famous words of my 10-year-old, uh huh. do you have spicy butthole? <laughs> yep. You've given it to us before with those tacos, by the mm. way. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, Jeff, how was that drive home on that one? It was hard. It was super hard. It was like a photo finish moment. There was an accident on 512, and it's not good. And, and it was yeah. almost an accident in his car. Yeah, going two miles an hour down 512 with something called, what was it called? Flame and asshole. <laughs> yeah, what, what was that What was that hot sauce oh, that you brought? Bo- Boudreaux's pipe cleaner? Yeah, the yeah, pipe, pipe cleaner. Christ. Yeah. yeah. It was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. Had I planned, we would have had something else like that today. It is a beautiful day in the city of Tacoma, yes. overlooking the smog factories. So in spite of us talking about that and starting it off, welcome to the show. Thank you for supporting us. If you can find out more information about us, you can do so just by looking on, well, whichever device you're listening to, because, well, uh, Scott is going to be awesome and doing all of the show notes. So sorry about that. That's right. Yeah. This one won't be as good as the others. <laughs> um, <laughs> GritCityPodcast.com and uh, just search for Grit City Podcast. If you do want to help us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash GritCityPodcast. You can get some sweet t-shirts, some swag from uh, Shroom Brothers and some other things as well. We've got stickers. And uh, if you do sign up as a Patreon, we'll send you a sticker probably. Oh, do we have stickers here today? Uh, yeah. yeah, I do. There's a pile of them over there. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah, be getting yeah, those out. I want to put a sticker somewhere cool. Uh, not here. No, no, not here. Absolutely not okay, here. Okay, yeah, yeah. Don't oh, stick no, I, have, I, I happen to know club. of a business down on Puyallup Avenue that likes stickers in their bathrooms. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? So yeah. we're not supposed to put them here. No. Did no. You? Okay. It's actually a form of graffiti. <laughs> yeah, then you guys know mm. about that. All right, so who, what are we doing today? Yeah, we should talk with our guests and introduce our guests. Now, the first guest we have had on previously, you may remember him from Strictly Sacred, the story of girl trouble, and then also one of my favorite semi-iconic, the Dick Rossetti story. It has its fans out there. Uh, I really love that one. And that's Isaac Olson. Isaac, how are you doing, man? I'm doing okay. And uh, while you're talking about semi-iconic, that's playing in uh, Venice Beach in a couple of days. Is it really? At the, what is it? The Fine Arts Film Festival. That's FAF. FAF. So go look up FAF. And if you're in the area, nice. go Good check it out. call on that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we do have a global reach here at the Grid City Podcast. Yeah, that's right. So There's a lot, yeah. lot of Russians. A lot of Russians, yeah, lot of Russians uh, download our downloading. podcast. Yeah. Actually, California. <laughs> Big in Chernobyl. Yeah. California is really high, too. We have more downloads in California than we do Oregon. Really? Some, yeah, dude. For some reason, Oregon hates us. Yeah, yeah well, I hate Oregon, too. <laughs> so it works out. To it works out. Yeah. And then alongside with him is Justin Peterson. Justin, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. Just yeah, got done just... working a breakfast shift at the Valley Tavern. Oh, nice! Smelling good for you guys. Fuck, oh. I love the Valley. I like legitimately love the Valley a lot, uh, especially your Reuben. Like, 
Seriously. That's a really good Reuben. Thanks, man. The wife, <laughs> the wife and I had breakfast here yesterday. Had a delicious Philly hash, and she had the shrimp and grits. Ooh. She was very impressed. You guys do breakfast all the time? Just Saturday or Sunday. Oh, I was going to say, man, yeah. because, yeah. I thought it was a special deal. It's like I kind of want to just do breakfast all day long. Yeah. But then I like the burgers, too. Yeah. And the sandwiches. The sandwiches. (laughs) You do a turkey pesto. That's my favorite. God damn it. Is it tuna? Is it tuna there? (laughs) Do you guys have tuna at the Valley or is that only at 1111? 1111. Ah, the tuna is so good. So, yeah, tell us. I mean, so in addition to the Valley, you you have a uh, major stake in Tacoma in the restaurant business and the bar business. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, How you do go day. on. But yeah, um, Peaks and Pints, 11 11 in the Valley. And uh, they're all doing pretty good right now. Good on you, man. Um, yeah. Not easy business, but fun. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, well, actually, I don't. The service industry and doing the restaurant industry is something I tried to avoid just because dealing with drunk people is rough. Your customer yeah. service skills are shit. Oh, I know. I know. I have really terrible... It's all about good customer service skills. And I'm so shitty at that. I don't want to go up to somebody and ask them how they're doing. Like, I'm just going to be like, hey, you sit over there and be you cool. You kind of have to genuinely care. Yeah. yeah. It, makes it, it, makes it, it makes it, like, so much easier. Yeah, nothing makes you care like your own livelihood being at stake. That, well, yeah, you got that for sure. But it's, yeah, if, you just, if you go in there and you're like, well, I actually do care, so... Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask people how they're doing and make yeah, sure how they was have, that? Like, and I actually want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So, so Justin, you and Isaac are together as a team um, with a bunch of other people. And this is a really interesting thing because, Isaac, you've been doing a ton of uh, just video and uh, movies and stuff like that. And the last couple of ones that have been on my radar have been revolving around the music industry and the local scene and stuff like that. And now... Um, you're doing something big with the ventures and this is right now on Kickstarter right now. Seriously, pause this podcast and go search for it right now. It's walk. Don't run the story of the ventures and tell us a little bit about what you know of the ventures. Well, I've, I mean, I am in, from a musical family, so I know the ventures. I have I, no idea. So somebody's going to tell me, like, oh, okay, well, it's going to blow like your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, have no idea. Right. We, we might need to defer to Justin because he has his elevator pitch ready all the time. I've, <laughs> nice. seen, I've seen this in action. All right, and yeah. He's ready with the stats and the factoids. It but, depends on the day, but like. <laughs> well, here, here. Uh, I'll, I'll start it off and then you just jump right. in. The ventures are an instrumental group and they're the biggest selling instrumental group and. Of all time. Of all time. So maybe cascading down, you would have heard a Hawaii Five O theme song. That's oh, so, their... so by instrumental, they didn't have a singer. They no just, They're just straight up instrumental. And that's that's, right. that's kind of one of their things where because they didn't have a singer, they're not known to... Yeah, they didn't play arenas. Yeah, well, well, they, they did. did. Oh, they no, did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just you, you don't identify the band with that singer. you know. So it's like a lot of... you. Pretty much any top group you yeah. identify with a singer, and that's why you remember them. It's really um, cool. Go to YouTube and just type in the ventures, and and just go down like the top five songs, and you're like, no way, no yeah. way, no way. And you know, <laughs> a, a lot of the stuff they did were covers. So it, uh, but they did it in their own style, which is interesting, uh, and that's kind of what kept them going over the years. They just basically did their style of music to popular hits. Um, they have a lot of originals too, but uh, like Surf Rider, it was in the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Yes, that went quadruple platinum. Um, they've sold over a hundred million albums worldwide, so that's like more than Jimi Hendrix. And they literally, um, and they literally to put it in Washington perspective, it's more than Pearl Jam, Nirvana, what Queens, right? That's impossible. Uh, I mean, well, like, so when you uh, say they sold the records, you mean they were on records that sold because nobody they've went out put and... out more than two hundred fifty albums, like by the Ventures. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Whoa. You, if you like, if I mean, it's so like, not like just because they're on the Pulp Fiction soundtrack, no, you're not counting that as their. No. As a as an album, this yeah. is this and this is uh, this is a band that has even just by if you go to the Kickstarter, the video that you guys have put up for that was super intriguing on that because they have influenced so many musicians that you wouldn't expect and uh, and it like they put out like instructional guitar like albums to teach you how to play like them like these yeah. guys were hot shit and it started in the sixties and they've been going. Uh, up until the 2010s. Like the biggest yeah, band you never heard of. The craziest thing about uh, the instructional guitar albums is that they hit Billboard charts 
Are you serious? Yes. All every single one of the albums they put out on how to play. Wow. Charted. Charted. Wow. Which means that any kid from that time era had more than likely had one, one of, those. of those albums. Wow. Like Tom Hamilton from Aerosmith credits them. Joe Perry from Aerosmith. There's two Aerosmith guys. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like countless. Any guitarist that's out right now will probably give a shout out to the Ventures. And so uh, you ended up, and we're going to get into it a little bit, but you ended up uh, touring with the band at some point, going along with them, uh, doing video, getting uh, getting a ton of interviews and stuff. You kind of had all of this sitting and then unsure really what you wanted to do with it or what you could do with it. And in comes Isaac as the the filmmaker savior well slides in yeah and and i'll characterize it this way is the older i get the less pleasure i derive from going out and getting footage (laughs) i kind of just want someone else to go hunt the stuff bring it back and i'll cook it up for you kind of thing nice so that's that's how this uh collaboration has worked yeah and i was at the moment where i was like man i need someone that i could work with that's responsible <laughs> not flaky i could depend on um anybody that has an artistic mind that uh is interested in northwest music or anything absolutely and uh i'd ran into isaac uh actually i supplied some footage to the girl trouble movie oh nice yeah that and, was that uh, was kind of the first time he told me so, this this project was sitting around yeah but then it was years before i was i, I was Determined I was ready to work on it. So I made a couple movies in the interim. But I learned a lot. And we reconnected, and then uh, we're kind of just talking about it. I was like, all right, well, I'm bringing over everything. (laughs) So I just, like, went through all my stuff, gathered it all together, and was like, here you go. Let's make a movie out of it. And so right now on Kickstarter, you guys are in the final stretch. So I'm really telling people to go. I, we've been hitting it on social media. I backed it myself. And uh, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I want to get the sweet poster. Like yeah. I, I went the 50, 50 buck tier because I want to get that poster. Yeah. It looks really cool. And um, right now, Walk Don't Run. If you search on Kickstarter, uh, Walk Don't Run on Facebook as well. Uh, walk Don't Run movie. Uh, walk Don't Run fi- uh, film on Instagram. A uh, bunch of different places to be able to check this out, and um, how did like so? How did you guys end up getting back reconnected with all of this? Was it just hanging out at one of the establishments? Like how Isaac, you seem to know a, a lot of people in Tacoma. When we had Finley, uh, Finley Mimbles on, they were like, they're like, oh yeah, Isaac said uh, to look out, be careful, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they said warned you him. warned him on the way. Like they were like, we we're driving over here, and he, he texted us, and he said. Oh, good luck on the podcast today. <laughs> like, what the fuck does that mean? I think I was probably just trying to scare him. We, uh, is that I the guy with the briefcase? Uh, no. 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 Uh, it was one of the weeks I was not here. Who was the guy with the briefcase? Um, punk no. Rock Gumby. Yeah, it's Punk oh, Rock Gumby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, now, I don't want to get off on this, but Punk Rock Gumby, I know of him because my girlfriend staged this uh, art happening called the artistic license where you would come in and take an art test and then you would get a laminated art license. And he came in <laughs> with the specific request that he wanted one, but also Gumby needed one too. So uh, yeah, did Gumby get one? Right. Yeah, go, Gumby got one. All right, all right, right. <laughs> but then I saw he was on your show and I'm like, what is what is this guy like? Yeah, he's yeah. one of the Tacoma Kardashians. He's famous for nothing. It's fine, <laughs> bro. It was like it was kind of hilarious to watch Brogan being like as soon as they show up and like it was a fun, it was a super fun interview. But Brogan gets up and he's like, "I need a beer," and he goes and he and he left the building to go make sure and he got beer. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that. I was like, "Wait a minute, what are we doing?" The hardest ones are people with characters. They're the I'm hardest so things for me to do. I'm so intrigued by Punk Rock Gumby. I mean, because he's been doing it for so long now. Yeah. Now well, I'm kind it, of invested. I know it's not just a flaky thing. He's dedicated. It's, oh, dude, he's all in. He's got two of them. Yeah. I think he carries. You can be guitar GI Joe, man. We'll get you GI Joe. You put it in your pocket. <laughs> all right. So now we I mean, plug Finley Mimbles and Punk Rock Gumby. And don't forget about Shark Bite Gar- Barbie. Yeah, I mean, let's too, right? the original <laughs> Finley Mimbles. Oh, they're they're, they're in our movie. <laughs> yeah, they're huh. they're uh, they star in the reenactment sequences. And yeah. is, was that something you started doing <laughs> with uh, Dick Rossetti, or is that something you had done before as well with the reenactment scenes of like the retelling of the stories, like you would see on uh, like a Wayne's like, World? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, 
we pioneered the uh, what is commonly known now as the drunk history style uh, yeah. segues, oh, yeah. which you know it, I wasn't really going for that. It just seemed like a logical way with the. Uh, semi-iconic is all about radio mm-hmm. so to reenact it just it's obvious you lip sync and you do this whole shtick but now we've kind of taken it to the next level for this ventures thing well More also, Wayne's world style yeah but also with the ventures thing like the stories that we reenacted have been told yeah so many times that it's like we can't just have a guy just saying a story like yeah, yeah. every like he's told a million times, so it's really cool to see like well, and, and, here's a here's a, pic, a visual image. And move, documentaries about uh, older people are great because if you have twenty interviews and they tell the same story in every one, you know that's important. That that's <laughs> that's important mythology. Yeah. It's very useful. So that was the, that was the perfect for the editing one. Is like you realize that they've said it twenty times, and you're like, all right, mm-hmm. if we're using this, if one somebody tell, if someone has their stock story that they tell every time out, you know it's important, and you don't have to worry about going off on a, a dead end. So, so Justin, how did you get interested in the ventures at this point? Like, was it well, just? I'm also from Tacoma, and kind of grew up listening to Tacoma music, Whalers, Sonics, nice ventures. But uh, yeah, I who knows? I'm I always say yes to stuff, so people ask me to do stuff <laughs> all the time. So uh, I was filming like music videos and random stuff like that, and. Uh, yeah, at some point I started working with the Whalers, Buck Ormsby, who's passed away. But uh, yeah, he got me into just we we're be- we basically were putting out an album. It was a 50th anniversary album with the Whalers and the Ventures. And uh, during that process, we were like, might as well film some stuff too. So <laughs> nice. you never know. Right? Might so just want to make the, a movie. The Hagerty brothers uh, were like, hey, let's start doing some interviews. So we just started interviewing people, and like um, looking on the video, these Haggerty brothers. I, I I'm not in yeah, in, no in the know, so but they are like very well known guys. We're talking about yeah. Teddy Haggerty and his brother, right? Yep. Okay, yeah, I love Teddy. Yeah, so, is he still alive? No, he passed away. Okay. Unfortunately, I was like, I thought somebody told me he passed away. Yeah, um, good friends with Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, and that was the thing was I saw in the video. He was yeah. a stand-in for ever. He basically met Alec on uh, Beetlejuice, which is super cool. <laughs> that is really cool. <laughs> and uh, he he was Alec in any scene you didn't see Alec's face. Oh, really? So when he was the ghost walking down the hallway, or like any time. I mean, he had to wear Alec's clothes and that. Oh, yeah, like, just like the double for he that. He was That's even cool. uh, one of the faces that was pushing through the wall when they were walking through like the purgatory wall. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there was a really He's cool some... picture. Remember the bar Siren that was open? Yeah. Uh, there was a really cool picture of Alec Baldwin and Teddy Hattigrady there on the wall. I always wonder what happened to that. That was really cool. Yeah, I don't know. I probably have it somewhere. I'm probably actually, <laughs> in that picture, they probably just cut it a little bit short. Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if it's the one I'm thinking. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, with Ted, yeah, I've met, I've met him a few times, actually. He's a pretty cool guy. Damn, um, and, and genuinely really likes Teddy. And for the folks, and, and his brother Leonard, who we're working with right now. And for the folks that are also unaware, if you've ever been to Jazz Bones previous to their most recent remodel, all of the art on the walls was done by Teddy Haggerty. Oh, really? He was yeah. the one that did the, all that giant. It's kind of like mural. a New Orleans style, but then also just above when you walk in, there's a big panel. Okay, you've talked too. about that before. Yeah, but I had no idea who they were. No, he's a, he's an interesting cat. So what got you started with the record label? Was it just a decision, like, I want to do something? Literally, and- it was like, hey, can you help with this? Do you know someone that could do graphic design? Do you know someone that could not be flaky? I mean, it was just it was <laughs> super just weird. Like, I've never can- done anything like that before, but I was like, yeah, sure, that sounds cool. So then I kind of just got into it, and in the middle of it, we were like, we should start recording interviews for a documentary. And then... We basically, from there, went all over the U.S. and even toured Japan with the Ventures. Wow. And uh, it so, was kind of just random, really. What is Japan like? Like, do you know, first off, do you know any Japanese? Ni hao? Or is that Chinese? I think that's Chinese. Uh, <laughs> I know that from video game days, uh, but that's about moshi? it. Moshi? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, no, that's, no, that's, that's, that's Korean. Korean. That's Korean. Yeah, I remember yeah, that from Taekwondo. So, yeah. 
So, so as as a person who is not too familiar with Japanese, uh, going to Japan, what was that experience like for you then? At that point, it was awesome. Probably one of the coolest places I visited. Really? Yeah, it's like super clean, and everybody is super nice. I remember like I was looking for this record store because I was just curious because I knew they had Northwest music there. Oh wow! And I was uh, like trying to find it because everything's stacked on top of each other. And uh, this guy was in his super big hurry, and I was like, hey, do you know where this is real quick? And he's, like, almost running to wherever he's got to go, and he stops, and he literally takes me there. Wow. And I know this guy was in a hurry. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, that's how nice people are. Like, if it was in New York, you would have got punched in the face. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's nicer than This guy was late to work, probably, to show me where this record store was. And it was, like... The fifth floor of what it looks to be like an apartment building. Oh, so you would have never found it. You would never would have found it. I walk in and you see Sonic stuff, Whaler stuff, The Ventures. Wow, wow, this is like totally Northwest record store. And The Ventures had a had a fairly huge following in Japan, right? Uh, Huge. Yeah, I mean that they basically started the guitar boom there. I mean they were responsible for a lot of musicians coming out there. They they had a tribute or cover band in every town of japan really (laughs) yeah like it's insane and they still do have like a huge following there so and they did pipeline like the the start of the hawaii 5 song pipeline the only thing i ever learned how to play on the guitar that and the i didn't even know you could play i can't i'm not saying that i can but i tried (laughs) i could do the california raisin song and just the first like, <laughs> like six things to that. So, wow. Huh. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely they, YouTube them, dude, because you'll yeah, be blown away touched, by the songs. They touched my yeah. life, and I didn't even know. Yep. It. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. More than that, there's probably ten songs easily that you know that you're just like, probably oh, more I than that. Yeah. yeah. Huh. And like, uh, they just recently got in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame within. Oh, that's awesome. What? I mean, well, it was ten years, ten years ago. Years ago but, but still, still. Um, and that was like a kind of a push. I mean, with their like their stats, like you would have think thought they would have gotten a long time ago, but because they're instrumental yeah. and because a lot of their songs that they had hits with were written by someone else, oh. might have maybe affected that. But they took yeah. they took those songs and like made them huge. Like I remember Don telling me stories about how he's had writers or other bands even go up to him and say thanks for that uh <laughs> thanks for uh playing our song because i'm still living that off that, basically <laughs> really oh, that monthly that check sense. yeah because yeah. yeah. they still get they get checks from all that you know That's wow yeah like, uh, i forget about all that the ventures made a lot of people money on top of the, you know themselves but they made a lot of people money i mean yeah, did you know money's not a joke yeah. did you know they were a tacoma band before like were you into them or did it just happen that you found out and you were like oh shit this is a thing i want to jump on it or were you into them before i guess i i'm pretty sure yeah I, as far as i know yeah i've always thought they you've were always just band. into yeah. them huh that's funny because I had no idea. I, I mean, just because no I kind of grew up, my mom listened to Whalers and uh, she used to go to Sonics and Whalers shows when she was uh, little. And uh, so, like, I kind of already knew, like, the Tacoma bands, Venture mm-hmm. Sonics, Whalers, uh, and uh, Little Bill and the Blue Notes. And these guys had been around for a long time. And yeah. my mom uh, kind of tripped out when I told her. I That's what I was going to ask. Is what it's like. She's what like, I used like, to go to their dances all the time and all this stuff, you know. And, and uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm working with those guys. You know, uh, They're making me do random shit for free. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, so, yeah, you're going along with them. You're going along the tour. It, was it anything along the lines of, like, uh, like I don't want to say, uh, like, like a groupie sort of thing, but were you, like, a roadie, I guess is the, the term? Or, like, did they just conscript you to do stuff because you were there and you're no, kind of going along I was kind of like, or? I was like, man, I want to go to Japan. That sounds cool. <laughs> and then I also kind of just wanted to see what they what it was like with them now, because it's like, uh, what does rock star status look like when you've been going there since the '60s? That's a good point. You know yeah. What I mean? So, like when I went there, I, I was just curious. Like uh, everybody's super polite, though, so it's not like they're getting bombarded. But you know, people are coming up to them and still wanting autographs and. The shows, there's still 3,000 people at the shows. That's a trip. And uh, 
But they're not getting like. I was hoping mobbed, for better. But... I was hoping for better like craft services. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was interesting. I remember uh, uh, looking at the bathrooms in Japan. It's either like a bidet. And you're like, yeah, this thing's awesome, yeah. dude. Bidets, oh, really? Like, bidet life, huh? This is cool, <laughs> and the or it's a hole in the ground. Yeah, but it's like that weird, like uh, horizontal urinal. And you're like, it's porcelain, it's on the ground, but I got to squat down next to it. It's weird, <laughs> and that's one of those things where never there's... used it. I was, oh, okay, I was, so wait, I was, wait, wait I, went, I waited for the bidet. <laughs> oh wait, he held out. We just went to uh, Canada. The weekend and the kids were like, "What is this thing on the toilet?" I'm like, "You don't know. I'm about to change your life, kid." <laughs> Welcome to bidet. Yeah, that's where the spicy butthole term came from. Oh. Like, ah, now they understand what the purpose of this thing is for. It was great. <laughs> so I, got, I got a question about the gear you took with you. What kind of audio, video recording gear did you? It was pretty simple. It? it was like uh, basically DV tapes, uh, Panasonic's Panasonic DVX 100As. If we want to get technical. But uh, yeah, it's basically that. Some tripods, and uh, that's it, really. Yeah, it had decent enough audio on it to where doing random like on the street stuff worked out fine. Nice, nice. And so Isaac, you've been going through all of this, uh, through all this documentation of it. Yeah, I've seen it all. So when you're looking at something, obviously you talked about the fact that, oh, if someone tells a story like 800 times, uh, you want to put it on that. Um, are you looking for – what are you looking for when you look through all of this? Because it's got to be a lot of stuff to go through. Yeah, but that's, that's the fun part is seeing what you got to work with. And I would also encourage anyone who wants to start a project they don't even think they can finish. Yeah. You should always start it because <laughs> – did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> you should always start it because – Somebody like me could come along later and, you know, and this Netflix generation, people are hip to this now that yeah. most of these movies are like based on a project someone aborted and didn't finish. That's an interesting point on that. It's, yeah, you can tell with a lot of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so, oh, this yeah. is an aborted project. Yeah. <laughs> I so, see this. so either they weave that into their concept of the footage that was never used or yeah. the project that couldn't get off the ground and yeah. now we're now we're reorchestrating Dune. it. <laughs> yeah, but so always most do it. Most expensive movie ever not made. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say your your previews are awesome. Like the preview you guys have up on your Kickstarter. I think that's fantastic. It sold me right from the start. I was like this is awesome and mm -hmm. yes they need more money to do this, right? Because you want to see like um in there you're asking for original footage, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, like that would be way better than these like um you know recorded over tapes or whatever you have, right? Yeah. Well, yes. Sadly, standards have fallen in the documentary <laughs> form today, but we don't do that. We we go back to original material. And uh people can back it on the Kickstarter. Just be look, just be looking for walk don't, just be looking. Be looking for it. Just, oh, be, just be looking. looking. Jesus just be Christ. Looking. Sounds yes. like the 60s. Just be looking. Walk just don't looking. run film on Kickstarter, but also walk don't run film on Instagram and uh, everywhere is the same thing on the social media. Good job on the branding on that. And uh Jeff, or what are you eating over there? Sorry. No, don't be sorry. I love it, dude. I think it's hilarious <laughs> when, when people hear you eating on the podcast and we get those shitty emails. They're like, why are you fucking eating? We're hungry over here, too, and we just ran out of here. <laughs> yeah. Why do you call it Walk Don't Run? Walk Don't Run was their first big hit. Ah. Oh. You want to sing it? Yeah. Can you sing it? No, oh, please. Oh, I was going to say, aren't they? Isn't you, do the, you do the melody. I'll do the rhythm no, part. We're like going to get so many more downloads <laughs> if you do that. Yeah, I guess you could insert that later. Wait, I thought they didn't have any vocals. <laughs> but it was a double. Uh, so this is interesting. Johnny Smith originally recorded it. Yes. And Isaac? Yes. Johnny Smith, the originator of this song, Walk No Run. Then they heard a version by uh, Chet Atkins. Then they made a version. So th this is how many steps oh, removed. Oh, really? Yeah. But they, they recorded the version that took off, so it's always uh, attributed to them. It's yeah, theirs. so like the but Chet But that's, that's the story yeah. with a lot of their hits. Yeah, and the Chet Atkins one is uh, like they couldn't really play it, so they kind of did it in their own version because it was just a little bit too... Uh, too close, maybe? Well, no. Too technical? It was a little bit more of like jazzy... Oh, and they made uh, yeah, it was like it was fast, oh. fast paced. So they kind of did it in their way, which ended up being in this kind of surfy sounding. Yeah, uh, and it's do do they consider themselves surf rock? 
No, it's Cause like, that's one of those things like with like Dick not, Dale. And I wouldn't stuff say like it's that. insulting, um, because it was just a part of their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, uh, uh, they, it's more just rock and roll. Like if you l- listen to their genres, they've covered so many different genres though. Like to classify them as just surf yeah. would be like, that's funny. That. I've heard Southern rock bands get mad that when you say Southern rock, they're just like, no, we're rock and roll. We're not Southern. Totally. Rock. And, and Same story get, with they this. They wouldn't get mad though. They would just be like, shut up, stupid. Hey, we got, we got <laughs> so much though. Yeah. Like, to Here, just listen say to this song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't pigeonhole the ventures. Yeah. I think it's probably just because some of their most, the well-known songs sound surfy or they've yeah, been tied well, to surf. Also things, walked right? out run is like considered to be one of the first surf songs. Yeah. See? So it's like, yeah, you know, if your first oh, song, so they're and like some of your most the, popular songs are the start surf. of it. Then, so really, they're responsible yeah. for all surf. Is that what you're well, saying? <laughs> we, we've is that, been can we quote, is, can we quote you is, on that? There is people. <laughs> there is people out there that would say that. Okay, uh, but you know, there's a lot of people that had kind of a similar tone. It's just who technically got there first and who has the evidence. I think they've been around long enough they can call themselves yeah. whatever. Yeah, they, 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 they they've been do. doing it since the sixties. They can be fifty nine. Technically, was like their first. Uh, Damn! Release. So like two hundred fifty yeah. albums, something like that. Over two hundred fifty albums. Yeah, That's sixty years. I just yeah. did the math. Goddamn! God, what if it we're still doing this podcast in sixty years? There's zero way. Awesome. Well, the zero cool way. thing is you could do this sitting down. Yeah, but this I just turned forty this year. There's no way I'm making it to triple digits. That's not but, true. Sorry to get morbid. <laughs> you know 400 what? Four hundred pound woman in a sex scene. Oh Jesus! Oh, you did not need to bring that right. up. Um, we should do a round of beers. Yeah, we yeah, should yeah, listen yeah. to the ventures real quick. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll put this in the end. Uh, right now, we'll, we'll play Walk Don't Run, and then when we get back, we will uh, actually uh, talk a little bit more. I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Our great sponsors is the Union Club in Tacoma. This is the co-working space down here that has all levels of membership from the cafe membership all the way up to a private office, events and happenings. And if you wanted to host an event at the Union Club, they have a great hall that is semi-private, 2,400 square feet, wet bar and small deck and fits 200 people standing. Pricing for members are always cheaper and to become a member, all you have to do is go to www www.unionclubtacoma.com Alright, we are back and we are talking with Justin and Isaac both working and uh, creating Walk, Don't Run, the story of the ventures. It's on Kickstarter right now. Why do you now. sound pained? 
<laughs> that was his radio voice, bro. It's like me trying to talk. I don't know why I sound pained. I just feel pained. Sound like you're pushing a grumpy. I'm <laughs> trying to not, <laughs> just for the sake of all of you poor souls in this. Yeah, I please mean, don't. Maybe that's what it was. There's some okay ventilation in here, but not also really. not. Shut off. Yeah, I'm not going to turn on the AC while we're doing this. So you might have to. Yeah, don't. I'm sorry, really I asked. Yeah. See, that's the problem. You ask questions like that, you're not going to like the answers you get. Moving on from that. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the art that you have, because uh, Art Chantry is one of the guys that you had uh, working. He worked on the poster that I did with the $50 uh, backing. Yes. Okay. And so how did you guys end up getting uh, collaborating with him? Well, he was in my two movies ago, Girl Trouble movie. He went to high school with my dad and my aunt, so he's... (laughs) <laughs> so he goes back, so I can, so, so I can have abuse a choice. Him by, uh, I made him by uh, uh, asking him to do certain That's things. Funny. But I've also been like a big fan of his too. So when uh, Isaac mentioned it, I was like, "Yeah, let's definitely get him to do some stuff. That'd be super cool." He did the T-shirt, right? Is it the same thing? Yeah. So he did a T-shirt design and a poster design for us for the Kickstarter. And the cool thing about Kickstarter is that uh, we could offer fans limited edition. <laughs> like rare things to get when you donate. Yeah. So it's not like, hey, just give us some money for nothing. It's like, hey, here's some cool stuff we'll give you, and you could help fund our so project. Yeah, let's uh, diverge a little bit on that, and let's talk a little bit about those tiers, because like for me, for the $50 tier, I ended up uh, going with the, the – I get the poster. Um, but you guys have different levels going even farther than that. I mean, like guitars, like – Tell me a little bit about the whole guitar tier and how that came to be, because that's kind of an interesting thing to put out there, but also makes sense with this project. Well, there's a couple different guitar tiers. So there's one guitar tier that's uh, the Ventures basically put out this guitar package that's like everything you need to learn to play guitar. Oh, nice. So it's a guitar, amp, strap, you know, a songbook, all that stuff in one package. And then we uh, had Don, who's... The only um, living member of the original group, uh, he signed the guitars, every single one of them, which is cool. Wow. And, uh, I mean, uh, so that's, that's a cool package. And then there's, we also have, like, a prototype guitar, which is, like, a 2019 prototype version of the Ventures' favorite style of guitar. So they had a specific so, style of guitar that they love to play. Yeah, so uh, Mazrite and Fender, basically. So Fenders, they played throughout their whole entire career and sold a bunch of stuff for them. And then also the Mazrite guitar. So it's like a combo of both guitars. Oh, wow. It's kind of um, Frankenstein together? Or yeah, just... well, like the neck style is like, uh, like their, their Fender style, and then the body style is more like Mazrite. Cool. But, so we have a prototype that they've been working on and that's signed by Don Wilson. Wow. That's really and, uh, that's really cool. I mean, most likely you'd probably just put it up on your wall. Oh yeah. 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 That sounds something like uh, either like a man cave or like but, uh, your own business or something. You put it up there and be like, like, they design like everything on it. So it's just cool. That is really cool. That should have been our tier title for that one. The man caver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, um, going back to art, uh, with, uh, the, our chantry, um, he's done a lot of stuff in the local music scene with logo design and such as well, correct? He invented whether he likes this or not. I'm not sure, but he... Uh, Hi, Jeff. He, oh. <laughs> that was a guitar riff, He's bro. responsible for uh, the graphic style uh, that you associate with grunge outfits. Oh, he invented, okay. He invented all that stuff. He's he's the guy. Really? Yeah. For he's better or worse. He's Soundgarden. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He did I mean, a cover for everybody. You could think of, yeah, yeah. Everybody wow. from he, he's the Northwest design guy. Lots of flannel. <laughs> yeah, that's we still have lots of flannel. You even got sort of well, you don't have a flannel. You just got plaid stuff going on right now. Because I'll shut up. <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> it's too thin to be called flannel. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. it's summer wear. Summer wear. Summer grunge. Yeah, got, summer my, gr- th- got my thermal <laughs> shirt, my Ben Davis uh. shirt on. <laughs> That was, I just, uh, total aside on that, but going with the grunge stuff, I just saw Alice in Chains' new video the for Rainier Fog. Yeah. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's, it, because it's like people, uh, my favorite thing on that one was looking at the YouTube comments. Usually you don't want to look at YouTube <laughs> comments, but it's a bunch of people are like, this is really cool. I don't understand 
any of it because they are it's a total take on the rainier beer so it's like the beers with the legs and they're running around and they accidentally run <laughs> some over and they're trying to like rehabilitate it and take a t-ball and, and what? i gotta check this out dude it's fucking weird <laughs> not a big allison <laughs> chains fan it, it, it's it's weird but it's like okay i kind of get these they have like sasquatch in it and it's a bunch of stuff but they're wearing like the old school grunge clothes like it was literally like corduroy flannels, pants but it was like it was like the shorts with like the the flannel and the long johns underneath it was like and like the birkenstocks it was like Oh, I forgot straight, about shorts. And yeah, it was straight out of the '90s, and I was like, "Oh shit, that is that's a fucking memory lane." That was, lane that on was that. a comfortable time. <laughs> it was really comfortable. Um, we're almost to the grunge review uh, you had a, stage. You, I think you think we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a uh, Emerald Queen Casino. You wait. <laughs> pack it, package them up. And can we get some holograms? Do you think they do holograms on those as opposed to uh, actual people trying to play the music? Mm. Yeah, well, they're doing a Zappa one, so... Are they really doing it? A... Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Hologram Zappa? They're doing or Dio, too. Hologram Dio. Dio. Oh, that's too soon. That's uh, weird. Like, I, 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 is he dead? Yeah, yeah but yeah, is, yeah, it, is it better than, like, yeah. Laser Dio or Laser <laughs> Hey, those laser things are kind of fun, though. They're cool, but, yeah, why don't you just add some lasers to the hologram thing and cool? And fair enough. I think it's kind of weird pretending. If it was in a laser show and there was a hologram of the guy, like yeah, that's like, the next evolution of a laser show. Dude, yeah. I, I so. think hologram Zappa fits. I just want to. It's like it's like laser Pink Floyd. I think it's just okay. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I accept this. Yeah, I yeah. Think, yeah. I wonder that sometimes because he was a sober dude. Well, it's still kind of. Mm. He's just so weird. But, like the music but, yeah. is so weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't so know. out of there. Yeah. All right. Well, you've changed my mind. I support it. Well, we're also we're, we're also uh, working on a Ventures hologram tour, so that's another. Nice. Yeah, well, there you cool. go. Yeah. Nice. That'd actually be a trip on that. Um, let's go back. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about um, uh, the collaborative effort because a lot of this is coming out of uh, the Tacoma area and just the people that you've known and you've talked about. We've uh, mentioned the fact that Finley Mimbles is doing a lot of the recreation scenes. Um, and we've had them on previously. Um, tell us about the people that you're using for your social media, the, the Nihilist Creative. Yeah, well, Laura uh, used to run the Tacoma Film Festival, so I've known her around for mm-hmm. years. So she wanted to work on the project, and I said, yeah, that's, uh, that's an excellent fit. we got to do that. And What's that it? was around the time uh, Finley Mimbles was coming aboard as uh, recreation specialists. Now, when you uh, when you have this and coming out with this, were, were was it people that you knew? Obviously, there's some people that you're like, "Hey, will you help me out with this?" But did people come out of the woodwork to be like, "I would like to also help you with this"? How did that work? We've out? been trying to keep it slightly secret, mm-hmm. o- only because a project like this is hard to finish. Yeah, you can get up to a point, but finishing it off is hard. So. Even getting to this point where we have something together enough to kind of know where we stand and how much farther we have to go is very difficult. And, I mean, a lot of this is uh, contingent on this Kickstarter because there's a lot of – there's a lot of – things that i wouldn't imagine but it's like uh stuff like licensing and problems that you have to get in order to make this stuff happen correct yeah there's problems with uh paying to use everything but then there's problems of finding stuff so there's there's like just all these a lot of uh, phone calls that's for sure but then there's also the search for cool new stuff that no one's seen and we have lines on different people that have stuff or say they have stuff or say they have stuff (laughs) we just recently Thought we found like this gold mine of umatic tapes, and we were like, "Man, this has got to have some cool stuff on it." it came out of the venture storage unit, mm-hmm. and it turns out it was a stagnant shot of a fish tank. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still worth the hunt, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's still yeah, worth yeah. looking. But it's like it kind of reminds me of like the storage war stuff. It's like you don't know what you're going to get out of that, and yeah. it might be gold or it might be a bunch of well, it's stagnant. And we love we love finding that old media though, where you're like, man, I gotta get this transferred. Like, it's not I like, know. oh, here's a DVD of some comp- compressed stuff. It's like, here's an original format. Can't wait to see what's on it. Yeah, and like when and you get sometimes s- you find something cool, sometimes you don't. Well, it's like even like doing that with like all those old formats. It's got to be a pain in the ass just to be able to try to be able to transfer that stuff over a lot of the times. Yeah, we've uh, we've definitely been collecting equipment. Um, to try and do that on our own, 
but there's still some stuff we don't have. A weird old reel to reel. Yeah, we, no we got. Film. I know. I love that shit, man. Yeah. I think that's neat as hell. I don't man, know. you you think reel to reel is fun until you try to fucking edit a reel to reel and realize that you don't want to cut tape. Cutting tape fucking sucks. I know. It fucking uh, sucks. I did it once for school, and I'm like, yeah, I don't ever want to do that ever again in my entire life. Let's. Uh, Isaac t- likes doing it. Do you do you enjoy dealing with uh, actual uh, tape? Yeah, it's you know, I'm a hobbyist in that. Really. <laughs> okay, uh, he's like, yeah, whatever, man. It's a thing. Uh, yeah, it has to be done. Uh, a lot of uh, give a shout out to a lot of the other local collaborators because, like I said, this is a huge project that's been going down that you guys are trying to make this happen with uh, people. Uh, from this local area, and it, it's good to see Tacomans kind of helping build something creatively. Well, it is cool that there's there's been very few problems that we don't know who to call. Yeah, that like, are right here that can help us out. Speaking of one, USA of yesterday um, was in one of our reenactment scenes. That's the and, car uh, museum up the hill there. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then uh, all the cars were actually provided by uh, a car group from around here called the Blacktop Rebels. And uh, we said, "Hey, we need all pre sixty vehicles for a used car lot." And they oh, I saw the pictures of that. They just showed up with all the cars, and it was supposed to rain that day, and it stayed sunny until the minute we stopped filming. Perfect. It was like the perfect day. That's in the um, preview, right? Where they walk up, shake yeah. hands. Is yeah. that the same shot? That's yeah. right. Oh, that's, that's and that's where the, the two main uh, people that started the band met. So they met at a car lot? Yeah, uh, Don Wilson uh, was a used car salesman for his father in a Seattle car lot. And uh, Bob Bogle was a bricklayer journeyman who was making pretty good money, but he was pretty young for the job. And uh, he came to look for a new car, and they just... Don couldn't sell him a shitty car. (laughs) So Bob was, you know, hey, that's really cool that you told me this car that I really wanted was shitty. So, you know, let's be friends. Let's be friends, basically. And then they ended up working together in the brick brick lane field. Oh, wow. So um, did like at that point? I mean, did the the music start uh, organically on that? It was like, oh, I play or yeah, they they basically just were like, hey, I I like guitar you do too cool so they bought some guitars from a pawn shop and started playing together that is super cool and it almost instantly became just clicked i mean they it's this is like 58 and then 59 they have a hit record and oh and then wow a year later they're moving to la and they're fucking famous ever for ever since wow oh, that quick yeah you know like learning to play guitar to becoming famous within a couple of years is insane that's pretty much what happened to us. We started podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much we ruled a podcast. It's a universal now. story that just keeps happening. Tacoma's premier podcast. Yeah, one year later. Oh, wait, and if you move later. here, it could happen to you too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. How do you feel about the, the Tacoma creative scene? Both of you guys. Um, it, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm hoping that Tacoma isn't struggling with its identity being down from uh, Seattle as opposed to... I don't know. It's like everyone knows of Seattle. No one necessarily knows of Tacoma, but they've got their own creative scene. How do you feel about that? Um, it's it's gotten easier to yeah. mount projects. I mean, I remember as recent as four years ago, just to like four wall. That's a technical term means put on a show yourself. Oh, just to do that <laughs> at the Grand Cinema was just a pain in the ass, and you know. Equipment was not user-friendly. Trying to make people care, it just wasn't happening. Now it's much easier. So I, I have felt that nice. shift. Nice. That it's easier to make an event and have people show up. There's a lot more people going out to stuff, too. People are looking for stuff to do, yeah. where it really didn't feel like that a couple of years yeah. ago. I know there was a, just an article online I was reading where they they were saying Tacoma is kind of taking Seattle's place as the art. Yeah, place. like and, the place to go for well, and creative. It's, so. I, I, and I've kind of realized this by just keeping an eye on what's happening in Seattle. Um, venues are any concert venue is essentially getting scooped up to build condos in the multi-purpose and multi-use segments. Um, they're looking at getting rid of the show box. They've gotten. Uh, they may get rid of uh, the small venue uh, El Corzon. Studio 7 went away. There's a bunch of those other clubs. The Highway 99 Blues Club just went away because they took down the viaduct, and they just basically just said, well, here, you're not going to renew your lease. Get the fuck out sort of thing. And so I know there's a big migration down here because there are yeah. a lot more clubs down here, or at least 
people willing to put on shows down here as opposed to it being a burden where it seems like that in Seattle. Do you know anywhere that puts on shows? I think think, think if Tacoma plays it right, I mean, with uh, Big Miniman's moving in and Alma Mater and some of these other places, like, Mm -hmm. uh, we now are able to get some of these bigger shows coming through. Um, Some of my favorite shows, I mean, not just uh, you know, pull your putt yep. a little bit on this one, have been at the Valley. Absolutely, um, you do a great job. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite, Thanks, one of my yeah. favorite shows there. Uh, there's two of my favorites. One was the Fame Riot there, just because yeah. of how insane those twins are. Or I don't know if they're twins, but the brothers are. They're just absolutely nuts. And then being able to see Stoned Evergreen Travelers yeah. just doing an acoustic set there. Um, I know Misha, and the way that she plays the the fiddle is fucking insane. She plays it like a metal guitar. And so it was yeah. just, it's so Those cool guys to are see awesome, that. And they're all super supportive of the venue, too. Um, and uh, we actually kind of, I mean, not lately, but some of my favorite stuff to book is that uh, Outlaw Country yeah. um, stuff. Like, it's super fun. <laughs> it is super fun. And, uh, I have the coolest collection of t shirts from there. I'm yeah. not even joking. <laughs> what and was we, the, and oh, we get some the really cool, yeah, the cool bug, stuff. The bug, the uh, barnyard stompers. Barnyard stompers. They're awesome. Yeah. They are so yeah. fucking cool. They, I lost my hat. I love those guys. They stay at, stayed at my house last time there. Oh, really? <laughs> and then, like, Lauren Walker Madsen. Um, yeah. One of my yep. favorites. Uh, we try and take care of those guys. There's a bunch of actually one of our videos, and I'm sporting his t-shirt. He was awesome because well, he's from Utah, yeah. so I grew up right around yeah, there, right? right? Yeah, so he just had a kid too, oh. so he's probably not gonna be on tour for a second, but, <laughs> but hopefully soon. That's know, what happens like when I you go said, on we, tour. We love those guys, so it's like uh, when they come through, they always hit us up, and and it's kind of like a it's kind of an interesting circuit because all those guys have a similar circuit they play, mm-hmm. so they end up knowing. Similar bands, so they all talk to each other, and and they always talk highly of us. So it's cool that they just you compete. put on really good shows. Yeah, too, man. man. Me and Scott caught the the Zeke concert. We did. Oh, that was, oh that was the first. Yeah, uh, yeah the, one of uh, the bands that I think with Thirteen Scars, the singer came right over our table, like <laughs> yeah. kicked, kicked off, kicked off everything and fell. That's fell super weird too, because uh, I I saw I was uh, pumping gas this morning, and uh, I saw the dude. I just gave him a little head nod. Yeah. I was like, I, I, was, I it was kind of too early in the morning, but I was just like, hey. No, raw, yeah, raw Dogs but were that's, there, yeah, too. Just, it was awesome. It was random. a good show. Just raw Dogs, were those the guys, the one guy that was raw playing dogs the bass? Raw Dogs super cool. Yeah, yeah, they were really cool. And uh, the guy's uh, girlfriend's Darcy Carlson, um, and she's an awesome country, uh, outlaw country singer, too. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, she's super good. She's going to be playing at the Valley pretty soon. It's interesting because we've gone from talking about outlaw country from like a, you know quote unquote surf rock. Do you have a preferred musical preference, or is it just like kind of? You seem pretty eclectic at this point. I like it all, but um, that since you mentioned that, technically the surf rock derived from country because uh, oh. they covered a country song, really, and walk don't run became what it was. I mean, it's like okay, yeah, yeah. It started as a country song, at least. Or at least country-ish. Ish. <laughs> it's like most yeah. of the things. And that was like, most you'll realize that a lot of that stuff comes from the from the country vibe and a lot of those sort of, yeah. uh, any sort of genre. And Noki, uh, one of their, their uh, the main guitarists from the Ventures, uh, has been purely country fan his whole entire life. <laughs> so you could definitely tell in a lot of their music. But he, uh, he grew up in Tacoma playing with Buck Owens. Shit. Yeah. Like you don't realize how many how much stuff has really actually come from Tacoma until you dig a little bit, and I didn't realize Isaac when uh, watching uh, Strictly Sacred and uh, watching that and just like I watched it and then my wife came home and I immediately was like we need to watch this again and it's like here is here what was here's what was cool about Tacoma and you see all of these places that you may or may not be here any longer. Um, but they're talking about like the, you know, the 56 house, like, and it's like, I know where that is. And I know these things. So when you're from this area, it's super cool because there's that familiarity. But if you're not from this area, you get to get a glimpse of what it was like at different times, uh, in its, in, in Tacoma's life, really. Well, I, I like to make movies that would inspire people to take a pilgrimage here and try and find locations. Visit Tacoma. Yeah. <laughs> not, not only You'll you like have to here. visit, mm-hmm. people live here and don't know about this stuff. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I yeah, like you... hearing things about this because I'm like, oh, that makes sense now. And I got to go back. And... Yeah, and we're filling up with like a new 
demographic, so it's kind of like reintroducing the town to itself, right? It, yeah, well, you're not wrong. I mean, uh, where I live now, I live on the east side, and a lot of the people who have the houses now are the original owners, and this is the houses that were built in the 50s. And so they're getting older and passing on, and now we're getting new houses, and my neighbor's trying to sell his house for way too fucking much. But at that same point... Hey, you support that. Hey, yeah, because that brings up... Gets I know, I know, I know. The principle, though. <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like... All Capitalism these, always wins, sir. All these new people are coming in, and I want them to be able to see what it was, where it was in the 70s and 80s. It kind of kind of sucked a little bit. Look, man, things change. But, they change. Shit happens. Yeah. Things change. Move on. Whoa! Speaking of, speaking of that, so how do people find out more information? What can what can our community do to help you guys? Exactly. That's a good question. Because we're getting we're getting uh, towards the end of this Kickstarter right now. Yeah. Uh, it ends on May thirtieth. So if you're listening to this afterwards, hopefully that we've been able to. Uh, uh, reach the funding goals and still, I would assume, be able to check out the website and the social media because look it's for not it like playing your you if it's after that. Day. I guess, I guess the main thing is like go to Kickstarter, get some cool stuff. You can't get it anywhere else, mm-hmm. so like, why not just donate? I mean, like a little bit and get something cool. I mean, or it, donate a lot. And you get could donate. Really you cool. could donate donate a lot or a little. Like, and, and it's, it's so- not that big a deal. Like to us, we just want people. Yeah, it's like uh, the Kickstarter is cool because people could go there and see what we've been doing Mm -hmm. and anything helps. And you'll get the updates and stuff, too. Yeah, I was going to say, if you can't donate, share it, man. Like, man, at the very least, you can share something. Isn't that the craziest thing about sharing something? You know, we all do our work to do this stuff. And it's just like, all right, you can't help share. Just there's a button. Yeah. Yeah, And people have been super awesome about that. Like, uh, I think the the video we did on Kickstarter's got like. 12,000 views now. Nice. That was a good so, video. Like, it was uh, a really good video. Uh, people have just been sharing and letting people know. And then the people that have donated it keep sharing it. So, like, we're, we're, uh, we're getting really close to our goal. So we're stoked. Well, we'll uh, do a big push. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we've been sharing it all over our own personal and Grit City social media because we want to see this shit succeed. Yeah, you guys are going to see it for the next two weeks. So yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, definitely uh, be checking all of uh, that out. Uh, one thing I want to mention is like all the additional footage and stuff. Were you you were there recording? Uh, the, were you you were re- uh, just in there recording all of the uh, interviews and such, right? Yes, uh, I wrote most of the interviews, and then performed most of the interviews, and never did that before. So no experience, you were just like, let's just figure it out. So what was that like? For this you was to- a really fun part for me too. It's Honestly, like- brutal, and the fact that Isaac had to listen to any of it is insane. Like I'm like, how did you find anything good out of any of those? Uh, okay, were, yeah, were you ever bad. starstruck? Yeah, was there someone where you're yeah. just like, uh, like pulling the Chris Farley? Hey, hey, hey! You did the thing like that was cool. Yeah, there's some well-known I've, people I've in there. I never did that, that but my first interview ever was Billy Bob Thornton. That was the first. Oh, yeah, oh, fucking and like to, to me, to me, the interview's like, do you like music? Yeah. <laughs> what you, kind of you, music? Do you like the Ventures? <laughs> Duh. I do too. I mean, that was pretty pretty much what I felt like the whole time, and uh, it was so brutal to me. But Billy Bob's so professional, yes, that like uh, and super nice guy, and he's uh, a musician in his own right. Yeah, I mean he's a drummer, and he has his own band called the Box Masters. Mm-hmm. Not sure if they're still around now. They but, still are. Yeah, they. Uh, I think they were in God. Uh, they were in town not terribly yeah, long Yeah, Kipsat last year, I think. Oh, cool. Uh, doing yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I think in Bremerton they were doing... Uh, uh, wow, that's great. Yeah, I heard an yeah. interview with somebody on the radio. That's, with I was going to say, you right. must have did a decent job, dude, because he's had some interviews where he's just tore interviewers apart. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck oh, he's, are you he's talking a about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a, he called he's a professional. Brutal, like, I've dude. seen some things about him. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't scream at you like no. the, that Canadian well, guy. Okay. Oh, you got screamed at? He did He did one thing that was... Uh, <laughs> he punked you, but... He, oh, did he? He did punk me. Okay. So that gives away the story a little bit, but uh, basically we show up we barely make it there. Like we bar- <laughs> Like you know when the uh, the door closes and you're trying to get to the airplane and the door closes and they're like, 
sorry, um, you're not allowed on anymore. Yeah. And then you're like, no, I have to get on. They're like, well, I'll call down. As, if they haven't shut the <laughs> plane door, we'll let you on. And luckily they didn't shut the plane door, oh, but it was shit. like that close. Oh, shit. Because I'm like, man, oh, if we missed that, I would have been so pissed. So we show up to California and, of course, get picked up in the biggest hoopty <laughs> smoking car I've ever seen in my life. Like, you'd get pulled over just driving this thing. Okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, of course, we're going to Beverly Hills. You get pulled and, over how many uh, times just for that? I was just like, wow, this is all right? Okay, cool. So then uh, we, we pull up... Uh, at Billy Bob Thornton's house, which used to be Slash's house. Oh, which shit. Used to, <laughs> which used to be Cecil B. DeMille's house. Yeah, this makes so sense. So it's kind of a cool house. And, uh, this we house pull, has seen some things. We pull up in the yeah. back, and uh, Billy Bob Thornton's manager comes out, and he escorts us uh, through the house down into the basement where the recording studio is. And uh, I see Billy Bob Thornton with uh, another guy in uh, a side room. And then... Uh, uh, and then we go set up, and then after that, he stages a, a crazy fight with this dude. Oh no! And we're all sitting there like setting up our stuff, like all super nervous, and we're just like, <laughs> I'm I'm freaking out because I'm still like, do you like music? <laughs> <laughs> Are you really mad? Oh, you're yeah. really mad. This is I, not that, good. The, the band Adventures. <laughs> and uh so then uh he gets closer to uh the room and it like it's we could see that it's a physical fight. Oh Jesus. And uh he basically decks this dude right in front oh, of no. us and the guy lands on the ground and he's holding his face and then Billy Bob Thornton steps up over him and then uh and then looks up at us and uh goes, Well, how about that for an icebreaker? <laughs> and then they both they both get up they both get up and laugh, and then and he's in a full tux because he just got done doing the Craig Ferguson show. Oh wow! So he's in a full tux. He gets they both get up, they laugh, and then he literally personally introduces himself and handshakes every person that's in the crew. That's amazing, which is super cool. And then we we just we actually just talked for like forty five minutes about random stuff. And then uh, we're like, all right, well, let's get started. And then I was like, do you like music? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I w I'd say I'd say that your interviews were more conversational. Yeah. So they're they're great as as little events, but in terms of like what you can pull out of them to yeah, talk Isaac, about the ventures, not a lot. He had to he had to, <laughs> he had to work he had to work some magic. Like it it actually took me a while to figure out how to do this stuff, and then. Uh, you know, framing the shots and all that stuff. It took a while to even get there because we were just like, let's just interview people, I guess. Like, I didn't know what to do. So Just going along for the ride at that point and figuring yeah. it out as you go along. Yeah. Speaking of going for a ride, huh? there's something else we need to talk about. What's that? Oh, the boot to boot. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, by the way, so. <laughs> what are you doing on June 29th? Yeah. I'm super excited. Do you like scooters? <laughs> scooters, yeah, I love scooters. <laughs> okay, so we we have a really dumb idea that is going to be the best idea it's ever. It's going to be the best idea ever. So we're looking to, it's called the boot to boot. We're going to start at the flying boot on 38 and scoot all the way down to the Rhine house to finish uh, up there with a boot. Uh, they, scoot to boot, yeah. <laughs> boot to boot. We're gonna rent those little lime scooters. The little scoot lime to boot. scooters to boot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so uh, we're getting it all set up and getting ready. I think we need to make like an event or something yeah, like that. I'll, yeah, I'll, we got a month. I'll to crap put out an event. We got, we got to get Mandy to make us a uh, or Jeff. Jeff is handy. Look at Jeff. Jeff. Everybody Jeff. look at Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Jeff. Stare, at Jeff. We need a we, we need, need a some sort of logo logo for that. Yeah. So, yeah. You see him nodding and ignoring us. He's yeah, like, yeah. So, here's some <laughs> logistics stuff. Like, how are we going to get together that many lime bikes? Or yeah, lime scooters? we're trying to figure all of this out, and uh, but we're going to go, and it's going to be a pub crawl where we uh, go from a couple different places. I think we got the the map sort of. We texted about I think it a so. bunch. What, I, think, I think you guys need to hit up the people that are charging those things. Yeah, there's people that'll charge them like, in their garages. Hey, look, and you're stuff. charging those things, and you got like 15 of them. Just drop them here. Just right? bring them here. We'll meet you. 
and then we'll ride them all day. And then oh, you just so. can pick them up and charge them again. Well, and it's money. not even yeah. all day. Really, it's three miles, dude. It's three miles. It's a straight but shot down to Palm Avenue. all day. And an ER yeah. visit. Well, it will be all day, though. <laughs> but here's the problem is because we're going from one bar to the next to the next. And then when we get finished, we're going to try and drive all the way down back. <laughs> I don't know about it. See, he's made that part up. I say scary. Uber to flying boots. Yeah. yeah. Uber. Well, we got to get yeah. to the scooter. Unless there. you live next to it, then don't Uber. Just walk. You just got to get. The, you got to get the lime bikes or lime scooters. There. Yeah. That's gonna be the so. Thing. So yeah, we're talking about this now on the podcast because if you guys know anyone who does the charging station, I didn't even realize that that's a good thing because yeah, yeah. I've got an email out to Lime. They're Do just you? ignoring me. Lime. Oh. Help yeah, us. Oh, direct, dude, I'm on top, I'm on top like, of hey, things, dude. I don't want to see around. how many lime scooters we can leave in front of the Ryan House, guys. <laughs> Ryan House does a big glass boot. So yeah. we're going to go there yeah. and hit that yeah. at the end. That's what the, That's the, where the boot, boot is. Boot. The boot yeah. to boot, yeah. 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 I was yeah. explaining yeah. to anybody to boot that boot. didn't understand. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Justin got it. Yeah. Yeah. I figured he I did. drink a lot. All right. Well, anything else I got to pimp? It's about that time. No, it is about that time, guys. Seriously, thank you so much. Again, check out the Walk, Don't Run, the Story of the Ventures on Kickstarter right now. It's really simple. We've put the links out everywhere, so make sure and hook it up like that. If you don't have it, though, it's Walk, Don't Run Film uh, across everything on that with both Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And seriously, if you just look for Walk, Don't Run, it comes up on the Kickstarter. Fairly simple. I'm sure if you're downloading a podcast, you understand how to get on social media and other websites if not i can't help you (laughs) um again seriously justin isaac thank you guys so much for being a part of this anything else you want to throw out there before we go i think the the video will answer all of your questions which you'll no doubt have after listening to us today and I, I seriously, check out like how many how many venues do you have, Justin? Like, uh, are you uh, running there? Put have, throw those have, out there. We have three bars and restaurants. They're uh, the Eleven Eleven, the Valley, and Peaks and Pints. Wonderful, and, great uh, fucking food. Yeah, mostly and beer and booze. Oriented, but really good food. Absolutely, really good food. It's important. Uh, mm-hmm. Can't have can't have it without. Can't have Tacoma without good food. And Isaac, uh, tell everyone about the the projects that you have out there. Especially talk about the stuff that's happened, the thing that's happening in California with Semi Icon. Right, right, right. Yeah, I had the Girl Trouble movie. You can go to their website and buy that on Blu-ray. And Semi Iconic is about uh, radio personality Dick Rossetti, and that's not out yet. Still need some money to get that released. But it's playing at uh, Venice Beach Festival called FAF. This Wednesday, I think. Nice. So, yeah, people out there, if uh, if you want to see that, and if you want to know about the uh, local radio scene uh, from the 90s and the 2000s from a guy who is probably the most surly person I've ever met in my entire life, you need to help Isaac get this out there because I've seen it. It's fantastic. Thank you very much. I love it. Again, you guys, you guys can uh, help us out by going to patreon.com slash grit city podcast just do it all right bergen feels good about it that now he had, he had to hit the little mic arm uh you can also follow us on grit underscore city on twitter grit city podcast has all of those links as well gritcitypodcast.com if you want to help us out on patreon patreon.com slash grit city podcast get cool stuff like t-shirts stickers access to all of the old episodes where Brogan had beers uh, people spit into his beer oh my god why is it i forgot her oh god <laughs> Yuck! Just Caitlin, spit right in my Caitlin, beard. Thank Caitlin, you for not spitting Hubner, in my beer. Hubner, yeah. Caitlin, yeah. Caitlin Hubner. Caitlin Hubner just spit in my beer. <laughs> well, she's wild and it crazy. It was a funny know. joke, though. It, it was, was a pretty funny joke. It was a pretty funny, funny joke. joke. It would have been funny if it was my ruined beer. Ruined my beer. I mean, I still drank it, but she, I mean, she ruined my beer. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening, and I think uh, now is a good time for us to get out of here. You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com.